All right, friends, welcome to another episode of Mama to Mamas. Today, I'm just so excited. I've been on the edge of my seat all day to talk to one of my dearest friends, Kelly Houston, for a, an amazing heart-to-heart. Hi, Jeans. Hi. This is so exciting. I've never done a podcast. I sure do love podcasts, but <laughs> I feel so hip, so cool. <laughs> You are hip and cool. This is like great, great milestone. You're on a pod. You can like, you can put this on your resume. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So I'll give you guys a little bit of context of how I know Kelly and then we're just going to dive right in for it. So Kelly and I met in college at UCSB where we were thetas together and roommates for several years while our friendship blossomed way pre-kiddos during those carefree years on beach cruisers and at TGs, which is short for themed gatherings in sorority lingo. It's remained strong through every chapter of life since then. Kelly is the truest of true friends, will always make you laugh when you need it most, and always bring you the lighthearted energy that we all need. She is a mom of the two cutest boys, Grant and Miles, who are six and four and a half. I think I got that right. You did. You're nodding. (laughs) It's hard to keep track of all the ages these days. (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) And Kelly and her fam live in Orange County. So, friend, thanks for being up for this heart-to-heart tonight. I know. That was so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) It's fun to just take a pause, you know, write down these things. So, anyway. Okay. So, we are diving right into the hottest topic on Mama to Mamas because it is as everyone knows who's listened to all the episodes thus far, just one of the biggest things for me, um, and it's the topic of breastfeeding. And I want to start with it because I think of something that you told me all the time um, when I think Maddox was like just a few weeks old and we were on our our Secret Santa Girlfriend Zoom call. Margot is breastfeeding her baby. I'm breastfeeding Maddox. (laughs) And I remember being in that state a few weeks old and thinking like, God, this is a lot choppier than I expected. And I don't think obviously because I didn't have a baby yet that you and I had even like, you know, had a minute to even chat about breastfeeding because obviously I hadn't gone through it yet. And I remember you said to us on that call, you were like, no one gave me a gold medal for breastfeeding for however many months. So I want to start there because I feel like that's the best mom advice ever. And I want you to tell me about your breastfeeding experience with both both boys and just like, how did you learn that valuable lesson that is a hard one to learn? I learned it the very hardest way. So I breastfed Grant and I was just found and determined to make it happen. It was going to happen no matter what. And it was something like I remember it was like exclusively breastfed, exclusively was the word. And so yep. if you don't the word, yeah, drop a formula, you can no longer use that badge. You weren't going to get that medal at the end. That's true. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, I was trying everything and we didn't have issues with latching, but he had really bad reflux as a baby. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of eliminating. So we, I eliminated dairy very early on. I, then there was one point, I think I was eating, like there was only seven foods because we were trying to figure out what was triggering the reflux because he was crying and it was so hard to watch your baby cry. And so, yeah, it was like, I was eating ground turkey and potatoes and zucchini. It was so gross. <laughs> that was the diet they had you on? It was, well, it was, we were just trying to figure out if there was a food that was upsetting his tummy yeah. because he was just 
I mean, crying around the clock, not able to sleep because he was so uncomfortable. But I was, I'm not going to give him formula. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to kind of get that medal, kind of get that trophy. <laughs> and looking back, it's so silly. But when you're in, when you're in that moment, I think that's a big question people ask. Oh, are you nursing? Are you nursing? Yes. Or if you're it out is. in public, like, I don't think, and I'll tell you, like, moms who've had, I think, a little, you know, a, a few kids or a little bit, her moms for a little longer would never, ever look at a mom and think this. But in my mind, I'm thinking, if I go out in public and shake that bottle up with formula, people are probably thinking, oh, what? She's not nursing. But no one's thinking that. Like, no one's thinking that but you. And so I did exclusively breastfeed him for I think it was like nine months and it was nine months. looking back I honestly think he was hungry a lot of the time and so it was tough and, it, and then I felt like I didn't enjoy that time as much and I was so yeah. like stressed about trying to figure out what was upsetting his stomach and what was you know causing him to be uncomfortable we did end up trying some different special formulas and things like that but I'll tell you at the end there was there was no celebration no one, <laughs> there's no trophy. I'll also tell you that having now my boys being a little older and kind of like gone through preschool and now in the elementary school phase, you get to fill out a lot of forms. And on a form, they never ask, is your baby breastfed, bottle fed? Like no one. It's such just, a reality check. Yes. Like in preschool, I can't tell you all the, you know, these moms that I see on a daily basis, I have no idea if they breastfed, formula fed, what they yeah. did, how they fed their babies. All I know is their kids are all doing great and they're healthy and it, it really doesn't matter. You have to do what's right. So for miles, my strategy was, okay, I'm going to get the breast milk, but then I'm going to make sure that he's fed. So I always topped off with a bottle of formula. And that kind of helped with my thing of like, he's still getting the breast milk, but then I know he's also getting enough. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where we left off but it's it's kind of a mind game and it's looking back it's silly but when you're in the moment I think it's it's very easy to get into that you know mindset okay first of all I did not realize you went all nine months with EP or what is it exclusive like I feel like I've seen that on Instagram like EBF exclusively breastfed I yes and I remember because I was reading all like because you sit there while you're feeding your baby and you just are reading all these Facebook pages and blah. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wow, this mom's doing it. I should be able to do it too. I think I'm going to do it. And they say, is, you know, the babies will stop when they're, and I'm like, and I'm a, a numbers person. So I really, that's why I liked with Miles when I just kind of topped off with the bottle. I was like, oh, yeah. so I know that like he stopped drinking the bottle. So he's fed and he's good, you know? So yeah. that, those first few months are very challenging for sure. What is, okay. So I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Working Moms. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just yeah. started watching and Pat really likes it. And I oftentimes have to walk away from the show because it is like quite triggering because I am so in that the same boat that these women are in with like a, you know, an X month old and like just going back to work. And there's that one episode where she's pumping in the car and she's barely getting any out, but she's, she's hell bent on making sure that that's what her baby eats what she pumps from her boob and the nanny is your baby is hungry he's screaming like you need to get formula and she's like no like absolutely not and then she comes home from work and there's formula in the trash and she gets so pissed and she fires the nanny so I just I forgot about that (laughs) I remember when I watched that same thing yep so 
obviously I'm in it and I was the same way like for the first I don't know I can't remember how many months it went before giving Maddox formula but what do you think it is about that it almost gets you in your gut as a first time first time mom like is it like this feeling of failure that you just feel like yeah yeah, you want it you read all the stuff before you know that rest is best and all of these things and it's like well I'm gonna and I and for me I'm like anyone that ever used formula oh, no judgment. I think it's great. But I was like, but that's just not for me. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do as a mom. And I had, I think I went into motherhood as having this like vision of what everything was going to look like and how it was going to go. And it couldn't have want, like went any differently. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, my baby's going to be in this great schedule. We're going to sleep. We're going to, I remember I actually like before I was, I was like very pregnant, like just waiting those last few days. And I like sat on the beach and I was like, oh, I can't wait. This is in a few weeks. I'm just going to be sitting here nursing my baby. We're going to have so much time. And then I'll just lay him down home, take a nap. And it's going to be so, and like, that was not it. <laughs> that was not it. We never made it to the beach. <laughs> okay I literally felt the exact same way I thought you was so romantical and like sweet all the time and there's a many 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 moments of that but like the majority of the time isn't like that yeah well there it there are definitely these like very sweet moments and they're so little and so cute but then you're also thinking like do they eat enough? Do they sleep? Or are they sleeping too long? Or I mean, there's just so much that goes into yeah. those. Am I doing it right? But I will yep. say with Miles, my second, it was a lot easier because I didn't have as much. I'm like, well, I'm just going to wear him and he's going to nap and we're going to go. I'm going to chase around my toddler. And then he wakes up, he wakes up and we'll feed him. And it was a little bit easier, I think, with the second to take that pressure off. Yeah. Um, once I learned that there was no award at the end. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So any first time moms out there really take this advice to heart that there is no trophy. <laughs> there's no medal. There's no award. You, and you don't have to get it on a form. Like it's just, it's, <laughs> no one's going to know. So you need to do what you, what's right for you and your baby and whatever works. For yeah. Them. Cause you just move on to the next thing and your baby's not going to remember how they were fed. Oh, no, no one. It's not even a thing. <laughs> so what do you think? And, you know, I, I wish I remembered what your answer is going to be. And I hear you with like the the feeding and the sleep. And what would you say if you like looked back on that time? Like, what was the thing you were fixated on? Was it, you know, with Miles, you said it was easier with Grant, obviously, like with the feeding, like being really adamant on, you know, making sure it was breastfed. What was your greatest source of stress? Like if you look back and you're like, this is the thing I was fixated on, what would you say it was? Well, he had really bad reflux and was really colicky to the point where I'm like, I'm obviously doing something wrong here. Like something is not right. And so I was going to the pediatrician every day and she's like, yeah, you know, he should be sleeping. And she's like, try the, you know, gave me the whole schedule and um, so I ended up, Chris was like, well, let's, let's work together and figure out what we should do. And so I ended up hiring a postpartum doula. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I didn't know it, you did that. Okay. Could, yeah. Yeah. So you can have someone come mm-hmm. and they can, they really help you with some of those first time things that you don't, might not know, or they also yeah. will just watch your baby for you or whatever. So it's like a whole, I think they do like doulas before and then after. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, so, yes. I don't even remember, but this, the sweetest lady came over and she had her like Mary Poppins bag of tricks and I'm oh. like, mom, he's not sleeping. I'm trying this. I've swaddled. I've done, you know, we've tried so yeah. many different things and she's like, oh, you know, 
see this all the time. No problem. You know, she's a tired first time mom and she takes Grant and she's like swaddles him up tight. And I'm like, yep, yep. Do the same, you know, and she's like, like feeding him and doing all this stuff and she's bouncing him. And then she's like, okay, this isn't working. We'll try something different. And she kept, she tried all, I mean, she kept just taking things out of the bag. She got a big ball out and she bounced him on a ball. And then she's like, Hmm, now like, just give me, just give me one minute. I'm just gonna, gonna just phone in with some few other doulas here. Like we haven't really seen this yet. Like and I remember thinking, okay. And it also was a relief to me. So I'm like, okay, I know that it's, yeah. I'm trying all these things too and it's just you know there's something else here that we just have to help them through but um yeah and she was so sweet so we she came over once a week maybe it was a little bit more than that and just for a few hours like two or three hours and I would try to do my best to leave which was so hard and just and then also she would just give me some really good tips and things to help me through but I remember for I forgot about this oh my gosh for every nap we bounced him on a ball I forgot oh yeah we lost the ball right and I bounced him on a ball for like 30 minutes just yep. to get like a 45 minute to an hour nap I yep. oh yeah the, the sacrifices we make yeah 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 so yeah it was just it was just you know I think he had a hard what did they call it the fourth trimester yeah it was a tough tough fourth trimester but he's great all good now and the doctors don't really worry that much about the reflux and stuff because they know babies grow yeah. out of it you know and yeah. so I tried my best to look at like I know this is something that's just it's just a phase right now and yeah. feel broad of it but man it was hard because <laughs> there's nothing worse like speaking of the stressors like there's just nothing worse than hearing your baby cry baby and cry. feeling like you can't make it stop yeah we would get in the car he screamed the whole ride in the car I remember I was like I'm like today I'm just gonna go to Trader Joe's I'm gonna get my baby and be one of those cute moms I'm gonna push my baby in the stroller I'm gonna go to Trader Joe's and he screamed the entire time and then oh. this lady came up to me she's like um I think he's hungry oh, said, oh yeah you told me that yeah like, no he's been fed all day oh I think there's some all day. yeah <laughs> but, how, how many months did that last Cal? so it got it got better each month I think the first three months were the hardest and then it got a little bit better each month but I mean it was a solid like nine months I think I did the dairy free for like a year and then he okay. transitioned right on to like cow's milk and was great. And mm -hmm. it's never, never had any sort of allergy or issue with food at all. I just think his digestive system was just needed a little bit more time. So it was just one of those things. I know it's not like super common, but I think it does happen. I think yeah. the milk oh, yeah. allergy thing is big. I think that I know a lot of friends who had to eliminate dairy. I, I think it is more common than people might think. And I just feel like I have so much compassion for moms of colicky babies. Cause again, like there's just that helpless feeling, especially your first time when you're yeah. like, maybe with your second, it might, I, I don't know if it's easier or not, but like everything is so new for your first. Right. And you, have to you think you're, you, I must be doing something wrong here because he shouldn't be crying this much. He'd be sleeping. And so, and for yeah. me, I tried to do my best to like get out of the house and try to like, not like, cause he mm -hmm. actually did do much better when we were like out. He did really well in really noisy situations. Mm. I remember we took him to one of my brother's basketball games and he just, and that was like one of the few times, you know, the family had seen him out and about and they're hearing these stories I'm telling them. And yeah. he just fell right asleep. Just loved the <laughs> big, loud basketball gym. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so then we started just kind of going to places that were a little, noisier and that for some reason was comforting I don't know 
When do you feel like, and I'm thinking about this for myself too, there's the really hard parts and you're in the trenches and you kind of start, start coming out of them. Like, when do you feel like you can like kind of start, because we're laughing about this now, but obviously if you were one month postpartum, you would not be laughing about this. So when do you feel like you can start, when do you loosen up and just be able to like have humor and laugh about it? I think maybe those first few months I didn't, but I think I always, as a mom, tried to like, I would get really stressed when things were happening. And then I always just try to like take a deep breath and be like, okay, we need to laugh. And even now with, you know, having boys that are older, yeah. some, sometimes these situations are like just stressful or like, you know, someone breaks something or yeah. there's a big mess. And sometimes you have, just have to laugh because it's just so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's, that's one of your gifts for time, sure. But just trying to like, and it's, it's not, it's challenging to do, but just trying to just make light of it. Like, I remember we took the, we were on to something special for Grant. He was 19 months or something. And we took the train down to San Diego because he loved trains. And Miles had his first blowout on the train in the carrier. Like I was, I, he, I was wearing him. And I'm just like, Chris and I are looking at each other like, oh my, like, of this. Like we're on a train. Like you can't change your baby on a train. We've now just gotten into San Diego, like, and it's all over me. I didn't think to bring an extra shirt for myself. So, but those are the you have to just be like, and I think it was much easier with the second to laugh at those. Like, well, here we are. <laughs> okay, this is a really random thing that I don't know if we've talked about on the podcast yet. But one learning, speaking of blowouts, is I didn't realize that baby poo stains. It yes. is yellow and it will not come out unless you use hydrogen peroxide and dishwasher oh, dish soap or something all those onesies, you just 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 toss them I yeah mean, toss, toss, toss. yeah yeah i, I thought it was just like another state any other stain but no this stuff is impossible to get out yeah yeah you know it's just the first few months and then it gets better but yeah. yeah oh i forgot about all that okay i want to talk about how you have two boys, of course, Grand Miles, and mm-hmm. they're 18 months apart. And I want to talk to you about getting pregnant with Grant or with Miles when you had a nine-month-old. That was, well, this goes back to the breastfeeding. I was like thinking, well, maybe it's, I was on that low-dose um, birth control pill. I'm like, well, maybe yeah. that's what's affecting the milk supply. I was just always trying to figure out what the issue yep. is. Maybe that's what's upsetting his tummy, but I was going to stick with it, right? We're, we're sticking with the breastfeeding. So I needed to get, I was going to get off the low-dose birth control and get the IUD put in. Yeah. And somehow on that transition there, there was a... You probably had a week window. And... Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that yeah, that was it was I'm I'm happy that they're so close in age and it was fun to kind of just we're, we're just in it at that point, right? We're all in a stroller, we're all napping, we're all doing the same thing. We just never got out of it, right? There was never like a, right. a pause <laughs> before yeah. we went back in. We never came up for air, but it's good. Yeah. Did you feel I remember being at your house. I think it was okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but it may have been Grant's first birthday and then at his first birthday you announced you're pregnant with Miles yes yes, yes. So, that was just so you had a birthday and a baby announcement on the same day yep we told everyone then and everyone's like what <laughs> <laughs> did you feel I because I kind of feel like you know a little bit in that boat now which is I'm, I'm almost nine months in 
I do think about like, God, if I was to get pregnant again, they would be 18 months apart. Yeah. So like in that moment, were, were you excited? Were you panicked? Were you, obviously it was unplanned and you're happy now that it worked out the way that it did. Yeah. But like looking back, what would you say was the, the main emotion? I was thinking, oh my gosh, like we're going to do this again right now. And you want to know the first thing I did, I called Elizabeth because she was the yeah. only person I knew that had two little boys. And I was like, am I going to be able to do this? And she's like, yes, you're going to be great. Like you can handle anything. You've got this. And like, that's what you always need to have those moms in your life. And True. so she was like one of the first people I told, because I just knew that she had two little kids and she just, you know, can do it all. And she's like, oh yeah, this is no problem. You know, it's better to have them close together. <laughs> So, you need that cheerleader friend who yes. like walked the path before yes. you. Yes. Like, I will calm you. Yeah. And, but I, then I also, I felt like I learned so much with Grant. It was almost like, okay, this time I got it. You know, this time yeah. I'm going to do it right. Yeah. Miles didn't even have a nursery. He had like a sleep sanctuary. I'm like, this baby is going to sleep. Like I had it all set up with every different sleep option that I'm like, he's going to, and I'm like, we're going to come home from the hospital. I'm going to put him right in that crib. And none of that worked either. But <laughs> Was he a better sleeper, Kel? So he like, he just likes to take all his naps, like being held. Yeah. And so even at night I would have to like hold him, but yeah. that was just the first two and a half, three months. And then I was like, he's got to go on the crib at four months. I'm like geared up. I'm going to do a big sleep training thing. I'm just going to have to be strong. And it, he never even really cried. It just like transitioned. So it was a weird, but nice. every nap, I remember this lady that um, lives in our neighborhood's like, wow, I've never seen him outside of the carrier. You know, you're supposed to, <laughs> babies are supposed to come, you know, be out. It was like, he just stayed, he like lived on me in that ergo baby, which was good for chasing around a toddler. Cause we just, that's what we did. We went to parks yeah. and I went miles and chased Grant and. We did it. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is a, a good tip for uh, a mom who has a toddler on how to get how to get one to nap. Is <laughs> the and carrier you can, right? You can nurse in the ergo too. Like you, can, oh, yeah. There's a yeah. So you, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he literally lived in that thing. Like he ate in there. He slept in there. <laughs> It's amazing. We, we honestly, it's like probably my number one baby item, that thing. And I don't even have two yet. And he, we still use the carrier arithmetics for like a nap on the go. And yeah, um, yeah I would, I think the same, my neighbors would probably say the same thing to me is like, we've never seen Maddox. He's always just like been under the little, in the carrier yeah. with like a little muslin blanket over him. Yep. Yep. But you just, you just do what works. Like you go with your baby and what works. I had this vision of he was going to be like napping, like if we're going to be able oh, to yeah. go in the stroller, he's going to be napping in his crib. And it just wasn't, it wasn't for him. So we, we went with it. Maybe a silly question, but you know, now that your boys are older, is it, can you pinpoint a time or like a period where you felt like, and maybe it was from the beginning, I don't know, but where you felt like it was fun. Like, this is fun. Like I'm getting my groove. Does that ever happen as a mom or like, can you tell me if there was like a phase or a moment in time for you where you felt like that? Well, there's different ages and stages that are fun. Like I remember nine months to 15 months being like so fun. Cause like every day they learn something new and they're so mm -hmm. cute and they're not quite as like mobile where they're just running off. But I will say five. Oh my gosh. It's such a good age. They're kind of out of like the tantrums. They're really like coming into like who they are as a person. They, they have all these interests and they're, I don't know, five and then now Grant's six. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's so much fun. I mean, just yeah. 
they enjoy doing things. You, like, you get to take them on to go to all their different hobbies and things and things that they love to do. I just, it's great. They're like little humans with personalities that I feel like now you're bonding, bonding with little tiny human way to a, mm-hmm. an adult way. Yes. It's, it's so fun. And they have like, they're interested in different sports or they want to tell you about their day. And, you know, it's not about like, you know, the toddler phases are so cute and it's fun, but it can be super okay. challenging because it's tantrums are real and they're hard and these toddlers are strong wills or they're, you know, they're coming into their own. So, yeah. but I remember five was the age I was like, whoa. And then like just traveling so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're kind of, Chris and I were joking, like we're kind of entering this great sweet spot with our boys where yeah. it's easy to do things and it's fun and yeah. we all have fun. We can all go on vacation and it's, for a while. It's like, it's not a vacation. It's a trip. But we recently went, took the boys to Hawaii and like, it was, a, everyone had a nice time. Everyone it looked like so much fun. <laughs> but you know, cause there's, there's that time when you travel with kids and you've got packing plays in the bathroom with the sound machine and no one sleeps well. And you're like, just washing <laughs> bottles in the back. I mean, it's just like, so chaotic. This is, oh yeah, we just, yeah, everyone slept in a bed and went to bed easy cause they were tired. And it just, it kind of looks like, whoa, like we're in it now. This is it, you know? I go, love okay. it. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is your trophy. <laughs> <laughs> this is your trophy. Here it is. Yeah. It has nothing to do with breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> what is their brotherly bond like, Kel? Because they're so close in age. Oh. Like, yes. So it's today was like such a sweet day. So it's either it's like they're either like going at it, wrestling around yeah. and hugging each other, or they're just so sweet. So um, Miles have really bad cough. And so, um, and he was up last night coughing. And so today Grant went to camp. Normally they're always together, like different, different classes and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're always at the same school or wherever. And they're just used to being together. And so, and then I took miles to urgent care today and that's where I got the, got the nebulizer. It's a whole new, didn't think I was going to be doing a nep- like learning what a nebulizer was today and getting to, <laughs> getting to be the new proud owner of a nebulizer. But here we are. <laughs> and anyways, I picked up Grant from camp and he's like, mom, how's Miles? How's Miles doing? And I said, oh, he's doing well. I said, I took him to, to see the doctor and she gave us some medicine and it's really helping. And he's like, what doctor, what doctor, you know? And I was telling him all about his, oh, I know that doctor. Okay. Okay. And I was telling him about the nebulizer. So I thought I didn't want to let him be like scare, like seeing his brother was like massing. I said, oh, it just helps with, you know, his breathing and so then we came home and and Grant was so sweet. He went and got his favorite blanket and was like, I can put it on Miles. And then we did the breathing treatment and he's like, Miles, you're doing such a good job. Oh. Like it's great. It was very sweet. And then um, when Grant left to go to swim team, I was like, mom, where's Grant at? You know, when's he getting home? And so they do miss each other. They do love each other. But I mean, it was short lived because right before bed, they were knocking over each other's towers and <laughs> So it's either it's either super sweet or it's like they're rough and tumble and wild sweet and sour. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cute. I bet you're gonna have to like hang on to those like and treasure those like little like sweet innocent bonding moments. That's what I was. I was like, oh my gosh, look at Grant. He went and got and he was setting up pillows and you know, Miles, you're doing such a good job. You know, are you feeling better? Like, I'm so sweet. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, Kel, what do you love about being a boy mom? Because I have probably said it on here before, like when, you know, growing up with sisters, you know, or having Amy, Pat has all sisters, you know, you know this, like, I was like, oh my God, I was terrified of being a boy mom. And then you just, then your boy comes and you're just like, of course, I was meant to be a boy mom all along. So obviously now you're with your little ones being older, you're really in the thick of it. What do you love about being a boy mom? So... You know, I grew up, my sister and I are really close in age and my brother and I are nine years apart. So it was really more of like a girl type of activities and things and in our house when, you know, when I was growing up. And so I had, I also similarly was like used to kind of more of this girl bond, sister bond being just a few years, you know, apart. And I didn't really think either way about what gender I was kind of just wanted to help healthy baby. And so, uh, but I always kind of envisioned I'd have a boy and a girl. But I think it's so fun having two boys so close in age because they really are interested in a lot of the same things. Like my boys just live in the backyard and have so much fun building all kinds of forts and monster truck things. And just they're always together. And I'll say, I mean, I've had so many different experiences that I would have never, ever done just having boys like Chris takes the boys on all these fun adventures. And I'm like, well, I want to go too, you know, and so one of the things was he got tickets to go to the monster jam oh, and yeah. I would have never, ever wanted to go. And, and I'm like, well, I want to go. I'm, you know, I'm going to sit here by myself all day. I'm like, I'm coming. And so I went, I think I had more fun than anyone else in the stadium. Like jeans, you have to come. <laughs> it is so fun. I was cheering. I mean, these are just things I, I never like got to do growing up. And, yeah. and next year I'm like, oh, we're planning a big thing. We're inviting friends. We're going to barbecue before. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun having those experiences with boys and like just seeing the world, I don't know, through little boys' eyes. It's fun. Yeah, I I feel like, and again, I'm only, you know, not even nine months in yet. But what I observe maybe thus far is there is this infectious curiosity in like little boys and I, I mean girls mm-hmm. could have it too but that's just like a trait that I notice is bubbling to the top it's this non-stop curious adventure seeker soul that I that I like mm-hmm. see in this boy energy <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what you're talking about that's totally my boys like they're always interested in like learning about how this works or let's go try this. And I mean, they're just always on the move. So it's, yeah. it's busy for sure. There's not a lot of like sitting yeah. and playing quietly, like totally. they play quietly and, you know, build a big magnetile tower. And then it quickly turns into like, how do we destroy it? How do we knock it down? <laughs> and now there's like a big boom and magnetiles are everywhere, but it's fun and they're adventurous. And I think they, they keep me like wanting to do all these fun things I would yeah. normally never do. Yeah. How, what do you notice? I'm curious. Is there a difference with how they are with you versus how they are with Chris, the mom, son aspect of things and like how they are with dad, son? Is there, do you notice any difference? Yeah. I mean, with Chris, like Chris is the dad that like we're up in the morning and he already has like a planned day of all these like fun activities. I'm like, can we just like hang at the house for a little bit, like a little bit, like maybe till at least like nine or 10, you know? And so with Chris, like they love doing all these adventures. Grant is really into like gems and rocks and all this stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Me and Grant need to have a day. Yes. We need to talk all about gems and crystals. Yeah. So Chris 
Google's like where the best place are to find like all these like precious stones and stuff. And like, we'll just like load them up and go. And I'm like, where's everyone going? <laughs> but so it's kind of like, I think Chris is more of the like outdoors, rough and tumble. And then I'm like just planning more of yeah. fun and indoor activities. And so I think they get a good balance between both of us, but they don't gravitate towards one or the other more. And they kind of switch, right? Sometimes it's like, like, okay, who wants mom to put them to bed? Who put, wants dad to put them to bed? Or like reading books mm-hmm. and stuff, we kind of switch. And there's never like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that they like how we both have different, bring different aspects. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and they kind of, they go for what they need in the moment. <laughs> I think so. I think, I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. That's a very good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Because yeah. I might be a little um, more boring, but you know. <laughs> I would not call you boring ever. <laughs> Girls, ever. Okay. So I feel like, and you touched on this a little bit about when you were talking about like maybe at the end of the day, you just like take a breath and you, you know, you have a little laugh and you like, you move on to the next day or the next thing. And I feel like from the outside looking in, being your friend, you have this great patience about you. And I'm picturing one story you told about like, I don't know. There's two things that are coming to mind. One, it was like, did someone color on the carpet? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was carpet coloring. And then, what time, Gina? <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there was something about like maybe Grant's a robot or something. He was like, he was really excited about his robot or something. There was something there about like ruining the carpet and the robot on the wall. I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, that really doesn't narrow it down. That's like an everyday, going back to the curiosity like we're always doing science experiments and building and testing things out, which means we've got like toothpaste everywhere. And it just like whatever kind of mess you could make, there's, I mean, they're wanting to try these things out, but it's also making a huge mess. I would not say I'm patient. I would say that like, if, if you were going to get, you know, your, your uh, kindergarten report card back, that would be like a working skill. <laughs> that, would be, like, that would not be a, you know, a check plus that would be like a check it at best. But I think I'd try my best to be upfront with the boys. Like, Hey, if you're going to do this, we have to clean it up. But Patience is something that, that I'm working hard on. I think it's very hard, especially as the kids get older and push back a little bit on things, or if you ask them to do something and they don't do it, like in the the mornings are always crazy with getting everyone ready for school and work and balancing it all. And it's like, all right, you guys get dressed. I'm going to make breakfast. And then you come back and it's like, no one's dressed. What happened here? (laughs) So be patient in those moments. But I think I'm, what I'm working on and trying to do is being more positive and saying mm. when they do get dressed, rewarding that as opposed to. I love that. Yeah. It's tough. Reinforcing the po- the behavior with positivity versus harping yeah. on the things that they're not doing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good, yeah. that's a good and advice. And also like, I mean, the marker, it was in his room or the, there's marker, there's paint, there's all kinds of stuff. It's in his room. So I'm like, does that really matter? Is that really worth what he was doing was innocent. It wasn't like, he wasn't like ruining something on purpose. He was like coloring yeah. something God everywhere. It's like, well, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have this maybe like laissez-faire or like keeping things in perspective. You can call it patience. You can call it just like a, a pretty grounded approach. And I just want to know, do you feel like you have a you kind of this kind of mom philosophy from like what I observe, which is just, 
I'm doing the best that I can, you know, work. I'm not going to compare myself to, you know, the mom down the street who is doing X, Y, and Z. I really do feel like you're able to really keep yourself in check in like this really grounded way. And so I just, I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think that's, that's really truly how I feel. And I think I might go back to when Grant was a baby. And I think I was trying to compare so much of like her baby's napping and her baby's breastfed and her, you know, why does that matter? Like it, it should just be like, I look back at my kids happy. Do they have what they need? And then I, and I love celebrating everyone else and their kids. And I think that as your kids get older and you build friendships and community and things like that, where it's, oh, we, we all can just like laugh about certain things that, you know, are going on in our kids' lives, but we all like support each other and give each other advice and just, I don't know, celebrate each other. And it doesn't need to be like, there's nothing worse than looking at someone else and comparing yourself or wanting something that someone else has, or their, their kids great at sports. It's like, no, let's just cheer on all of our kids, you know? And, and I think that it, it really has to do, I think with who you're surrounding yourself with too. But yeah, I really don't, I don't compare my kids to other kids or, you know, I'm just happy for them. And I love, like, I'm trying to help just like guide them in their interests. What are they going to do? Let's help find those. It's not like, I want you to play this sport or do this. It's like, what do you want to, let's try this out and mm-hmm. be happy for whatever they're into. Yeah. So you're kind of saying there's enough to go around for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone well, can be cheered and I mean, celebrated. <laughs> everyone's going to have an, everyone's going to have like challenges and, and hard things. And I think we all just have to support each other, you know, yeah. just, we have to be like, Oh, okay. Oh, you know, something similar kind of happened to us that we tried this, this worked or, mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that sounds amazing. I'm like, good for you. You know, like just not the last thing you want to do is like, Oh, well they're doing this. We got to do that. You know, I think it's right. just like, work, do your own, situ- whatever's going on in your situation and like cultivate yeah. that. But yeah, yeah I, I really try not to compare myself to what everyone else is doing. I mean, yeah, it's too short. There's too much going on. I kind of, quite honestly, I don't have time. <laughs> Myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, or like I take, think- things happen. I'm like, I just can't take that on right now. I can't take on yeah. that stress or that pressure. So I'm just not going to worry about that. Yeah. Honestly, like just hearing you talk about how you think about things and what your approach is, is, is really inspiring, I think, because it's so easy to go down the dark hole of like comparison and have that rob you of your joy. And I think just he- even hearing you talk about like your examples is something that, you know, I want to emulate too. like as my as, you know, Maddox grows up and because, yeah, there's you can be happy with the way things are or you can find the things that to focus on that aren't necessarily going well. So, uh, yeah, I just I really admire your I admire I your it's philosophy, easier, we'll call it. I think it's easier as kids get older, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's hard when they're really little because you're yeah. trying to just navigate everything and it's almost like I think I'm doing that wrong or why aren't they doing it this way but then as they get older you start realizing like okay they're fed they're happy it's good and you don't have to worry so much about like all of that stuff and you just have to kind of help guide them you're really just guiding them yeah Mm, yeah I love that what uh you touched on kind of surrounding yourself with the right people a little bit I was gonna ask you it's I, I think often about the friends that I haven't made yet because of Maddox, the school he's going to go to and the kid, the moms of the, and parents of the, of the class that he's in or the soccer team or the baseball T-ball. And so I wonder for you, just like, tell me about what it's like 
making friends with your kids' friends' parents? They're coming, jeans. They're coming. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, I, I like liken it to like all of our group from college, right? Like we're all still so close and everyone gets along so well. Like this is kind of almost the next phase of that where everyone's raising kids together. And we're, so we spend a lot of our weekends, you know, barbecuing together or just meeting up at the park or at the beach or wherever. But I think we're all kind of in the same stage together and it's yeah. fun to like, oh, you know, go out with moms and just chat about what's going on. And, oh, what uniforms did you buy for your kids? Or what, you know, just all these little things that you have this kind of like community to help and support you. So I think it was hard for me, I think, in the beginning with little, little kids to make that time to make friendships. Or you're always like, oh, they probably have enough friends. They probably don't want to be friends with me. But then I think once you get comfortable just saying, hey, you guys want to come over? Or should we meet mm -hmm. up here? And you just start doing that more and more. And I think that it's really helpful to have those people to go through life with. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Because there are these like little tiny nuances that apply to you in the chapter of life that you're in with your kid, whether it's like what you said, your example of like the jerseys or whatever, like yeah. there are, and those little tiny things bring you together. And then you find yourself like on the sidelines with them or like bringing, bringing a snack to like class day or whatever, whatever. I don't know. You just examples, see, you but see them yeah. every day because everyone's in the same school or sport or camp yeah. or whatever. And they just become kind of your people. And, yeah. and we're lucky we have fun people that we enjoy hanging out with it's it's fun to like have the kids be friends but it's also fun when the parents like to get along too and everyone could help and support each other and you know we're at the phase now where it's like we can help oh I'm you know running late to pick up Grant could you pick him up like those types of things I think mm -hmm. um are helpful or you know sometimes I have to miss things because being a working mom you you just can't yeah. be at everything and then you have your like but I know like Chris can go or I'll have my friends there and they'll send pictures and Grant kind of yeah. has all these people that are familiar faces that are there cheering him on or whatever it is. It makes me think that there's different chapters of friendship in life, right? There's mm -hmm. your elementary, high school, we'll call that one. And then you like have this big life change and you go out on your own to college. And then like that's chapter two and you have like your friendships there. And then you kind of join the working world and then you might have coworkers that are your good friends. And then like you become a parent. And then there's this, so it's just funny to think about like the chapters. Yeah. And you, you, co you collect them and like you keep them through every stage you know, but then there, it's just funny to, there's just different chapters of friendship. I hadn't really thought about that. And it's now. also great. Again, I love, that's why I love all of, I love surrounding myself with all types of different people and in different phases. That's why I love your podcast because you have all these different moms that are going through like different chapters, different phases. And I think the more that people can support each other and share, it's like, it just makes it, it makes it more fun. You know, it makes yeah. it a lot easier. It's nice to know that similar things as you or oh, are your kids yeah. making up really too or are your kids acting like this yeah. like you know like, yeah, it's so this like why is this happening <laughs> it's so important I learned very quickly as a mom to feel like it helps you stay sane when you feel like you're not alone because it's so easy to feel alone but then when you realize that everyone else is enduring it as well it just it, mm -hmm. it helps you like stay sane I guess as as a mom yeah. And then also as the kids are getting older, like, like in school, that's a whole nother, like, I'm like just starting this elementary, like real school phase. And like the kids need to bring, you forget like on what day they can wear what 
what shirt and they got to bring a flower on this day and this on that day. And every day there's a, a different thing and it's hard to keep it all straight. And so you have to have those people that are like, Hey, reminder tomorrow. It's like wear crazy hat day. You know, it's just like, you, know. you need like a group to yeah. just to go through it together because yeah. it's too hard to do it all alone. I think yeah. there's too much to remember. You're, everyone's got, you know, a million things going on. You're balancing it all. And then you just, you know, and then if you show up to school and you forget something, there's always a mom that brought extra. <laughs> oh, I love it. You got, they got your back. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you touched on this a little bit just now when you were talking and I wanted to talk about this because just this morning I was in our bathroom having literally four, a four minute window from basically like waking up, feeding Maddox, pumping for 20 minutes, making coffee, trying to exercise for max 20 minutes to, uh, to making a bottle for later to showering, to trying to get some, my face and hair in a good place to then jumping on a zoom call at nine. And I was in the bathroom at like, you know, my calls at nine, I was probably eight 56. I'm butt naked, still haven't gone dressed yet. And I just look at Pat and I'm like, this is really hard. I, there's just no time being a working mom is so hard because there's just not enough hours in the day to like, feel like you're nourishing your soul in some way with yes. like a workout or like something that's for you and then you got to go put your work hat on and like be super professional and you know contribute to your job in the way that you know works for you and your company and then it's like all of a sudden it's five o'clock <laughs> so I just I feel and like you're gonna do a haul again tomorrow <laughs> yes tomorrow. and I only have one and he's not even walking yet and I feel like you know for you having two layer on the activities You've always, at least from the outside looking in as your friend, I feel like have always done such a good job at really balancing, like you have a great career and you've been able to balance it. <laughs> so for me this morning in the bathroom, complaining to Pat that this is really hard, can you tell me what your secret is and what advice you would give me? <laughs> it is very hard. Like, and every, every week I'm like, oh man, we're not going to make it through this week. There's just no way between my schedule and Chris's schedule and the kid's schedule. And I'm like, it's just not going to work out. And somehow it works out like going into the summer, you know, you have to do, so the school's out. So it's summer camp time. So you have to balance like this new summer, summer camp schedule and then make time for yourself and do this and do that. And like, I was, Chris and I were talking and I was like, oh, we're almost at the end of summer. Like we did it. We made it work. And you just like try to make everyday work and then try to, I think, I mean, some things just get slipped through the cracks and it is what it is. I think you, you got to give yourself so much grace. It's just never going to be perfect ever, ever. Like you're not going to be perfect at work. You're not going to be a perfect mom. Some things, some things are just not going to happen, but I think I've been trying to, again, working skill, <laughs> trying to make time for myself, make time for Chris and I to go do fun things. We're going on a trip, just the two of us next week, an extended trip. We've done like some overnighters here and there, and we've done, he's come along to some work trips and things like that. But like, this is just the two of us, no kids, five nights. So we're like, so we're trying to, you know, do, do those types of things more often. Um, but no, I think it is hard. It is hard. And and again, surrounding yourself with the community, I look at all these other women, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's incredible what everyone does. Like, I just yeah. am like, wow, like, they show up and they're ready to go and they're, but it's, 
I think it's hard. I think you just have to look at your day, try to prioritize what, you know, what has to get done that day and what could hold off. And then, you know, try to look and, and do, look at your kids and try to have fun with them too. But it's just, yeah. there's I, yeah. and what you just described is what it is every day. I'm like, wait a minute, it's 8.56. I've got to be ready to go. And I haven't even looked at the slides and <laughs> yeah, the slides. I got, I got to present. Yeah. 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 I will say it gets easier. It gets, you're always trading challenges, right? Like, but it does get, you get more of your self time when the kids are like a little bit older and a little more self-sufficient and they can like go build a Lego for a little bit and you could focus on something, you know, and it's just, you know, but then there's different challenges that they need to be driven here, there and everywhere because they have activities. And, um, and I also think don't take on more than you can handle. Like I'm really big on that. Like a lot of my friends have signed up their kids for so many things. And I'm like, you know what, we can't take that on. We can't take that on. Like, I want to leave some downtime in there. I want to leave time to go to the beach and do those types of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Even with projects at work, I'm like, okay, I can do this one. I can show up for this, but you know, I'm going to say no to that one. And that's okay. It's okay. And that took a long time for me to get to that. You know what? This one's not going to work out for me, but I would love to be considered for the next project or, you know. Yeah. It sounds like you're really you're good at being clear about what's going to work for you and what is not and having those boundaries. I think that's a tough lesson to learn, but I think probably key for, for again, sanity. It's hard though. But then there's some weeks where you're just like, like you just have, I look at myself and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, like how is one person supposed to do all this stuff for the kids, all this stuff at all, you know, like have like time for you and your husband, but also, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sometimes, and then you just have to like laugh, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, here we are again. Like the only, sometimes the only thing you can't do is just laugh. And and, and sometimes you just look like, well, here we are. And we've got to, uh, we just got to make it happen. So we're just going to do the best we can do. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing these days for a bit of me time slash self-care? Mm-hmm. I know you're really big on your, um, which I am hell bent on making sure when we get our bathroom redone that I get a really great soak tub in there. Oh. <laughs> so, I know well, you're, yeah. you and me are and right. we'll just, like, like, you know, just finished dinner and like, I'm, we've got kind of things set up for the next day. Like it's not quite the boys bedtime yet. I, I will go take like a 20 minute bath or something. Just unwind. Yeah. I do that. Um, I've been going out with friends more and that's the past like year or two, like, and that's been really nice. Just go have dinner for a few hours and just chat about everyone's life and what's going on. I think that helps just with everything. Try to exercise. But, you know, that's hard to put that in all the time. I was so good about it. We motivate each other in the Peloton nerds thread. Yeah, we were so good during, like, peak COVID of exercising. That that chain was, or that text thread was just hot, hot, hot. We needed it back. (laughs) I also need to change my leaderboard name. I'm not ready to get rid of it yet. (laughs) I don't have toddlers anymore. (laughs) No toddlers, but... I think it gets easier to make time for yourself as your kids get older because they can kind of go do an activity for a little bit or you're feel more comfortable. I used to like hate leaving them at night. I'd feel guilty or I'd feel like, Oh, the bedtime's not going to go. Well, what if they wake up and I'm not there or whatever, but now it's see ya. <laughs> and it's so much easier. It, it, it's, I mean, I used to be like, I could not leave them, but as they've gotten older and Chris is great, he's got bedtime and, we're going to go out to dinner and 
have wine and chat. It's fun. <laughs> I love and the guys who just I think it's good for couples to have do things together, do things with other families together, right? So all the kids are together and they're together. And then I think it's fun for the like Chris is going on a golf trip this weekend. And then I, you know, had a girls' night a lot yeah. this past this summer. And so it's fun to have all those different things. I think it helps balance everyone out. Yeah. Um, it's and, like everyone's filling up their cup, being able to fill up their cup yes. that way. Yeah. So you show up better, right? Because yeah. yeah, everyone's yeah. Everyone gets a little bit of a little bit of time to themselves to do different things, and then we all come back, and hopefully we're better for it. Yeah, that that's really that. I mean, I didn't even intentionally, you know, ask you for advice, but it is really good advice just to on on how to I don't know, just show up best for for your family and all find your you know own self care, you know, individually, yeah. so that you can like be best for each other. And I am really excited that you have said it gets easier to, to get a little like solo me time as they get older. Cause obviously I'm in a phase where there's not, there's not, but, um, I, I, I think told, that makes so much sense to me. For me, I think I felt less guilty. I think it was like, there were moments that like, I could have yeah. just like left him with a babysitter or Chris or, but I'm like, I just felt too guilty to like leave and even just to get a pedicure or like, you know, do exercise or go for a walk. But I think, I, again, you just learn as you go along. It's like, wait, I once I take this little bit of time, I feel so much yeah. better. And, you know, you just need to have little things here and there. When they're older, too, they're in school. So they have, you know, you have True. those days you're working during those hours. But, you know, yeah. sometimes you can squeeze in a little something there, too. Yeah, it is probably a lesson that you maybe every mom, like, learns in their own time. Because, yeah, I feel similarly. I mean, Maddox is still so young that you know, I'm not quite ready to like hand off bedtime to, to someone else yet, but eventually I'll get there, yeah. you know? <laughs> I couldn't. I remember my first work trip. I think I had one when like, I think Grant was maybe like six months. I brought my mom and him. I, Cause I, could, right. I couldn't do it. I brought That's him. Right. I probably would have done the him. same thing. Yes. And then I had, I think the next one was when he was nine months and the trip was really far. And it's like, at some point it has to happen. And I remember that was so, I cried the whole plane right there, not the whole plane, but like, I remember like Chris dropping off at the airport and I was like, Oh, you know, I can't. And everyone was great. And Chris did an amazing job and it was good for it. It was good for everyone, but it's hard, but it does. I mean, it gets easier and it doesn't. I had to travel a lot this year, more so than years in the past. And it's, it's still not easy to leave family and miss out on things, but it's a balance, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just happens. Yeah. Well, Kel, this has been so much fun. I my cheeks hurt <laughs> from smiling and laughing. I'm my not first kidding. Podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'm so impressed by you, Jeans. Like honestly, oh. like look what you're doing. You have a nine month old, and like you're having this super professional podcast. All these topics, everything's prepped. This is impressive. I mean, look at the logo and everything. I, I couldn't even figure out like how to like change my Instagram photo. So <laughs> this is like kudos to you. You're like crushing it. I, I really appreciate that, Kel. Thank you. As I sit on my very professional closet floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad it sounds that way. But yes, it's it's very fun. And it, it feels, you know, this is my me time in a way. And my self-care is just being able to take the time to have these good heart to hearts with all my favorite mamas. So 
we will end on the three questions I ask everyone. <clears throat> so tell oh, me. Not about the questions. I can't, no. can't forget the three questions. Oh. So tell me the that. first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, it's good that you didn't you don't didn't remember them. So now you can just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, first one. What is one thing that took you by surprise or you feel like no one ever talked about that you learned was being part of a mom? I think it's just like the 24 hoursness of it. Like it's just like it's not like or the like the 24 hours like unpredictability of it, right? So it's not like okay, you know, I got my schedule and my plan and this is how it's going to go for the day. And here we go. And like, there's just, that's, that's not how kids and babies work. Like there's, it's just not when they're a baby, they don't sleep when you were planning on them to sleep. They don't eat, you know, or like they're fussy that day or whatever, just that, that like 24 hour constant unpredictability, like you're always on, but you don't know when you're on. And like today, like I did, my day was all booked up with different things. And I was at the urgent care and now have a nebulizer that I know how to use. Like I just, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> yeah. But I think that like, it's so unexpected that like, you just, I think you're so prepared for before the baby, the birth, maybe those first things, but it's like, what happens like a year into you're still you're just in it forever you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's always on <laughs> it's always on it's yeah. always on and even when you're away and someone else is on your kids you're still you're always thinking about your kids like I'll be yeah okay, it's this time okay the boys are eating lunch at school it's you're just always on yeah. and thinking about it and it uh -huh. you know it, it never ends <laughs> yeah it's a total shift in like thinking and being <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. At any point in my day, I'm like, oh, okay, the boys are here. Okay. I got to think of this. And then there's always little curveballs that come. You never know what the yeah. day is going to bring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take yourself back to the early days of having Grant. We, we spent a lot of time here, so we'll yeah. see what your answer is. If you could give yourself one piece of advice to that first time mom version of you, what would it be? Oh my, I think we've already touched on both of these things, but like give yourself so much grace. You're doing a great job. Trust your instincts. And then um, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Anyone, like just because someone's baby is sleeping great, like that's their baby and that's great. You know, and, and this goes, and it's like, everyone's baby is so different. Everyone's kid is so different and like celebrate your friends and their kids, but like, don't compare yourself. Mm -hmm. Be your own, be your own self just trust your instincts with what your baby needs. But yeah, it's, it's so easy, especially with Instagram. Like, I mean, there's so many great things, but like, you can't look at everyone's photos and be like, Oh, wow. Like they all look so perfect and their babies yeah. look great. And that's just, it's not reality. And so you just have to kind of, I wish I would have just not been so stressed about like everyone else breastfed. I have to do it. Everyone else's baby sleeping on the schedule. I have to do that. And it's just, mm -hmm. I would have enjoyed that time a little bit more. And it would have went a little differently probably, but yeah, it's hard to do, especially when everything's new. Yeah. That one hits home so much. And I feel like every, every new mom needs, needs that. And I think wisdom. Exactly like everyone did it. Like so-and-so did it with three kids and, you know, worked out every day and did this and did that. Like, why can't I figure it all out? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the truth is like, we're all kind of figuring it out and no one's perfect and we should all just support each other and not try to compare each other. Yes, uh, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. 
Okay, if you could sum up motherhood in one word or phrase, what would it be? Oh, I forgot this one. Man, I wish it was something like warm and fuzzy, but honestly, <laughs> the word that just, since I didn't like think about this and rehearse, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's literally like, it's getting bolder and bolder in my brain is wild. <laughs> you know, it's wild. It's like, it's, it's a wild adventure. You like love wildly. You have all these just wild things happening. My house is wild, you know, but it's just like, it's a good wild, but it's just, sometimes you're like, wow, like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But wild is a good word too. Cause it's like, like you said, like you love wildly, like there, yeah. there's a lot of ways to interpret wild. And I think that yeah. it makes so much sense with motherhood because there's just a lot of different ways and that you feel about motherhood and whatever moment yeah. it is, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's all good. It's all good, but it's, it's an adventure for sure. Wild and a wild adventure. It certainly is. <laughs> okay. Kel. I just, again, my cheeks just like, they're really, this is <laughs> really, uh, they've got no workout. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much, friend. This is, this has meant so much to me and also just like so fun to see your face and catch up like this intentionally. So this is so you. fun and I'm loving your podcast and I'm so proud of you. Thanks friend. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Mama to Mamas. We'll see you soon. Bye.